0: This is CPX number 104, the third precept of the Church. We are in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 135 to 136. Question and answer number 27 to 34. God give you his peace. In nomi pachis afriti et santi, amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell on us. Cleanse us and save us, you who are all good. Amen. In Omni Pati Spiritu Santi. Amen. The third precept of the Church. Number 27. What does the Church command us in the words of the third precept to go to confession at least once a year? Answer by the words of the third precept to go to confession at least once a year, the Church obliges all Christians who have come to the use of reason to approach the sacrament of penance at least once a year. Number 28. What is the best time to satisfy the precept of annual confession? Answer, the best time to satisfy the precept of annual confession is Lent, in accordance with the usage introduced and approved by the whole church. Number 29, why does the church say that we are to confess at least once a year? Answer, the church uses the words, at least, to let us see her desire that we should approach the sacraments more frequently. Number 30, is it useful then to go often to confession? Answer, it is most useful to go often to confession, especially as it is difficult for one who goes only rarely to make a good confession and to avoid mortal sin. Number 31, what does the church command us to do by the other words of the third precept? To receive holy communion at Easter, each one in his own parish. Answer, by the words of the third precept, to receive holy communion at Easter, each one in his own parish. The Church obliges all Christians who have come to the age of discretion to receive the Blessed Eucharist every year at Paschal time in their own parish. Number 32. Are we bound to go to Holy Communion at other times besides Easter? Answer. We are also bound to go to Holy Communion when in danger of death. Number 33. Why is it said that we are to receive Holy Communion at least at Easter? Answer. Answer because the Church earnestly desires us to approach Holy Communion, which is the divine food of our souls, not only at Easter, but as often as we possibly can. Number 34. Is this precept fulfilled by a sacrilegious confession or a sacrilegious communion? Answer. This precept of the Church is not fulfilled by sacrilegious confession and communion, because the intention of the Church is that we receive those sacraments for the end on account of which they were instituted, that is, for our sanctification. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. And now a little bit of my commentary here. I'm Father David Nix. You know, many modern Catholics understand why the precept of the Church is to go to confession once a year, but they don't understand this precept to go to Holy Communion once a year. Modernists don't like confession, so they kind of get why there's a minimum on that one, Being Holy Communion, so they don't get why there's a minimum. Well, the first thing I'd like to point out is that there's a one-to-one correlation there between those two precepts of the Church. In other words, if you only go to confession once a year, probably you should only go to communion once a year. And if you go to communion 52 times a year, well, most Catholics in history would say you should go to confession 52 times a year. I'm not saying there has to be an exact one-to-one correlation, but I do want to talk on this podcast about the mindset of Catholics in the past and if we should just dismiss it so rapidly. As I've said on podcasts before, you don't have to go to confession before every time you receive Holy Communion, but... Most Catholics in the history of the Church wouldn't dare go to Holy Communion without confession, even if they weren't aware of mortal sin. So we have to ask ourselves, why? Were they all just living in the Dark Ages and living Jansenism and terrified of God and didn't know his mercy? I don't think we can write off 2,000 years of history that easily. Because, you know, there's going to be a few people listening today who are going to say, well, Catholics before Vatican II, they were just Jansenists. And they had excessive fear of God and they had no understanding of God's mercy so they were terrified of going to Holy Communion. And that's why the church had to give a precept of receiving Communion once a year. Well, there is a tiny truth to that. That is why there has to be a precept to go to Communion once a year. But still, we have to ask, why would Pope St. Pius X, this saintly pope, only 120 years ago, back up the church's two precepts that we're talking about today, Confession once a year and Communion once a year? Well, The answer is that for most of the past thousand years of Catholic history, most Catholics were too afraid to put the Son of God in their body unless they were really, really prepared to do so. So there's a little bit of truth in the modernists' understanding that, oh, everyone in the past had an excessive fear of God. Okay, yeah, but was that such a bad thing? Well, let's look at the great saint of trust. Let's look at St. Therese of Lisieux, because that's a saint that both traditionalists and modernists really like. If you read St. Therese's autobiography, you'll notice that the nuns in her day only received communion several times a year on feast days. Think about it. These nuns who were presumably living without any mortal sin only received communion uh, several times a year. So where does someone like St. Therese, this great saint of trust, trust, where does she fall in line on the the timeline of saints with Pope St. Pius X, who wrote the catechism that we're doing today? Well, uh, Pope St. Pius X was born in 1835. St. Therese of Lisieux, also known as St. Therese the Little Flower or St. Therese of the Child Jesus, she was born in 1873. But notice that Therese died just before Pope St. Pius X became Pope. She died in 1897 and he became Pope in 1903. So just six years after she died, he became Pope. So again, when she was in the convent at the end of the 19th century, nuns were receiving Holy Communion very infrequently. Well, here's what a lot of people don't realize about Pope St. Pius X, the saint who's known as the big scary saint of tradition. He was the one that started encouraging well-prepared Catholics to start receiving Holy Communion more than once a year. Now, we didn't hear that today in in, uh, CPX because he wrote CPX as a bishop before he was Pope. But we know for a fact that later as Pope, Pope St. Pius X started telling Catholics who had been to confession And who are well disposed to start receiving holy communion more than once a year and for what it's worth i totally support this encouragement now we have to ask ourselves is this overturning the old precept of the church to just receive once a year no of course not he keeps the minimum of once a year but then encourages more often provided they are well disposed that's key to this provided they are well disposed so what does well-disposed mean? Well, you know, I picture like a hundred years ago. Imagine like, I don't know, some Sicilian mafia member. He knows as a bad Catholic that he's got to go to confession every Lent. He's got to co- go to communion once a year at Easter. Now, modern mafia people have no problem just going up and receiving communion a few times a year without confession. But a good, bad Sicilian mafia member hundred years ago would have remembered the, the church's precepts. You got to go to confession once a year, usually in Lent. And you got to go to Holy Communion once a year, usually in Easter. So what would he do? Well, this is where a good pastor like Pope St. Pius X would pull this Mafia member aside who's about to make a confession and say, Hey, it's not even going to be a valid confession if you don't leave the Mafia because a confession without firm resolution of amendment is not a valid confession. So that Mafia member to receive Communion once a year has to go to confession once a year, but, ah, he can't do that if he's not going to repent of his sins, if he's not going to have firm resolution of amendment, one of the requirements of confession. So why am I telling you this? Because I don't want you just to hear the rules in all of this. You see, you can't fulfill the precepts of the church if you're not going to repent of your sins and have a personal relationship with Jesus and follow him as a disciple. So all in all, what I want you to get from this today is that Pope St. Pius X is telling Catholics who were afraid of communion to go to communion if they're actually going to follow Jesus and go to confession, and be well-prepared. In that case, you can go to confession more often. But, as I've said before on previous podcasts, the pendulum swung so far from him encouraging rather fearful Catholics to go receive communion a little bit more, to where we are now in a world of absolute indiscriminate approach to the altar, a world that neither St. Therese nor Pope St. Pius X would recognize, that people go indiscriminately to Holy Communion, whether they've been to confession or they're in mortal sin, whether they're in a head veil or the most immodest dress you can imagine, Th- this is the truth across the globe, um, except for traditional Latin Mass communities and maybe some Nobis Ordo dioceses in Africa and China, and perhaps some rural areas of Latin America where there's some fear, um, even in even the Nobis Ordo world of receiving Holy Communion in a mortal in the state of mortal sin. In any case, all of this is to say that the church in the Middle Ages, or at least after the Middle Ages, almost had to force Catholics to go to receive Holy Communion once a year because they were so afraid of receiving Holy Communion in a state of sin or in a state of grace but unworthily. And can we really write that off as we look around and see everybody and their mother and their dog go to Holy Communion as it is now? Really, which one is better? Um, sacrilege of communion according to Trent is the worst um, pu- it's the worst sin for which we how does it put it um, have to fear the worst punishments from God so are we really in a better state that uh, people are less afraid of God and committing sacrilege left and right for which the Council of Trent says there's no crime to be to fear the punishment of God more no of course not of course Even Jansenism, which I don't support, would be better than the worst crimes being perpetrated against the Most Holy Eucharist. And by the way, some saints went to confession every day, so don't be afraid of going to confession even more frequently than you go to Holy Communion, uh, which I do, again, realize this is the exact opposite of how most Catholics live today. But most Catholics today, they're living out a new religion that's only 60 years old that has no basis in the Apostles. And this is why I always say that this series, CPX, and VLX, teaches apostolic Catholicism instead of modernist Catholicism, which I used to blush to say this, and now I I no longer hesitate to say that these are two totally different religions. They don't just have different stylistic points like I thought in seminary. I really believe at this point in my life that apostolic Catholicism is a different religion from what I learned in high school, my Jesuit university, and even what I learned in seminary. And because the church set a precept of communion once a year, that is why I believe there's a precept to confess once a year. But neither of those guarantees heaven. It's just the minimum to make sure that you can still consider yourself a Catholic, barely trying to follow Jesus. But again, now that everybody goes to communion without confession, very few modern Catholics understand why it's a precept of the church to receive Holy Communion once a year. So let's just wrap this up. Today's podcast was hopefully the answer. You go to Holy Communion once a year because, or you have to go to Communion once a year because most Catholics in history went to Mass without receiving Holy Communion because the weekly demand, as it is still now, is to go to Sunday Mass not to receive Holy Communion on Sunday Mass. Do you see the difference? I hope that you can receive Holy Communion. I think when you go to Sunday Mass, I do support Pope Saint Pius X telling people to go more often, but Still, the requirement is to go to Mass even if you're not prepared to receive Holy Communion. Of course, again, it's a huge bonus to be able to receive Holy Communion, and I agree with Pope St. Pius X that Catholics, especially traditional Catholics out there who are a little bit more fearful of God, should receive more um, than they probably were in the time of St. Therese in the convent where they only receive a few times a year. But again, provided you are truly prepared, and I believe the three best ways to prepare for Holy Communion every week, is best assured by these three things in lay family life. One, mental prayer rosary every day or both. Two, charity and forgiveness in your family life. And three, frequent confession. Why do I say the second one of those, forgiveness? Because Jesus said, if you remember your brother has something against you, do not bring your offering to the altar until you've reconciled with him. And then for that first one, why did I mention mental prayer? Well, that's why I established this VLX series, the other series that I do, Video Lexu Divina. That's my series on mental prayer, because nothing keeps away sin like meditation on the gospel. Please say an our Father, for me, Et benedictio deim nepotentis paci sefinii, et spiritu santi descendit super vos, et mani et semper. Amen.